1: What's up Nets fans welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz I'm Nick Faye with me as always Jack Manuel and Jack we are fresh out of the first round of the draft how are we
2: doing we're feeling whitehead we're feeling clowny that's how we're feeling Nick <laughs> we are two draft
1: picks for the first round for the Nets no trades we're gonna jump to that and plenty more make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms hit that subscribe button and drop us a review but Jack start us off with the number 21
2: pick the number 21 pick is Noah Clowney out of Alabama Nick and how did you feel about the Nets taking Noah Clowney?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of smoke around it today. You know, it was mocked to the Nets in a few different uh, websites and different uh, reporters out there. And Clowney's a guy that's a raw prospect. He's 6'10", 7'2", wingspan. He's not even 19 years old yet. He's athletic, he's athletic, plays with an edge, you know, projects to be a really versatile NBA defender. Potentially could be a switch defender similar to Nicholas Claxton, you know, plays really hard. Not necessarily a natural rim protector right now, but does love chase down blocks. I think as he adds muscle, kind of get better potentially playing the five. I think he's probably more of a four right now but he's very active and aggressive on the board, something the Nets drastically need. You know, offensively, he can finish well. He understands kind of where to find space on dribble handoffs and pick and roll situations. Um, He has potential to be good on the short roll too. You know, has made some really good passes in college. Will that develop further? We'll see. And then I think one of the biggest questions for him offensively is, Is that three ball real? You know, how much will that develop and how good will he be from the perimeter offensively? And if he can develop that three ball, it'll be huge spacing wise, but also allow the Nets to have a versatile screener that can pick and pop and also pick and roll. So I think it's a really, you know, big swing and a raw prospect. And we talked about on a lot of the previous buzz podcasts, you know, the Nets have invested in player development with their assistant coaches. And this is a really big test for them because if they can get the most out of Clowney, he's a guy that can be really good defensively, but also be impactful offensively where it's just a lot of two-way impact and a guy that you could see fit onto a championship team if he hits that ceiling.
2: Yeah, the mobility defensively is what can impact the game right now. I saw him speaking. I think Eric Slater posted, he wants to be a defensive player of the year contender already. You have that sort of mentality. He sort of, you know, I think him and Clax are going to learn from each other. I think there's going to be a lot of competition sort of there. I'm not saying that either of those can play alongside each other. I think that the mechanics of Clowny's shot look decent. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's relatively quick, it's relatively fluid, but this was the first sort of year that we saw it develop any sort of consistency and still only shot 28.3% from three. So that's something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, he's had some hot games from three, but also not a good free throw shooter. So that also gives you some pause. But also, I think there's potential for him and Claxon to play together. You know, he mentioned uh in that presser, as you mentioned by Eric Slater, that you know, he knows Claxon. They agree he grew up like 30 minutes away from him. So something interesting. Um, and as we talked about, I think it's just gonna be really interesting how the player development staff works with him. And you could also look at it from the clax perspective of, you know, is this clax insurance? Cause you mentioned it, you know, he's a mobile big, you know, could de- could develop into a switch defender provide that versatility defensively that Nicholas Claxton provides for the team. So I think the Nets knew what they were doing with their two picks, swinging for guys that have a lot of potential and also giving their development staff a real opportunity to turn someone into, you know, mold one of these raw prospects into a potential star player or just very impactful NBA player.
2: Yeah, I don't think we should be surprised at this pick at all. It's sort of like the Sean Marks prototype. Yeah. Nick Claxton, Jared Allen, guys late in the first round, early in the second round that have a lot, a lot of athletic tools, defensive tools. Good rebounder Jared Allen. Nick Claxton had a bit of a three ball coming into the league. Sort of lost that. You know his free throw shooting has improved a little bit over the past year. Maybe that's where Noah Clanning can can look to improve as well. Because you looked at the free throw shooting in terms of how that translates to to three to a three point shot. And look, I, I I I still like him as a three point shooter. And offensively, there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, but I like him as a, a DHO hub as well. I think he can be nice there. Has some nice reads and in, in, in those sort of actions. So. I think offensively is where he's going to have to find his footing. And that's what, you know, the Long Island Nets will be for. You'll find a, a lot of work there, get the confidence up, get the reps up. And, you know, I think that as you alluded to, Nick, plenty of times on your timeline and, and in general, you know, the assistant coaching staff now with, you know, the likes of Will Hardy, Kevin Ollie, Ronnie Burrell, they're going to have their work cut out for them. And, and developing this guy into a credible NBA player is going to be the next step. It's just now the Nets have, all this young depth—you got Clax, you got Daron Sharp, you got Noah Clowney. It's gonna be interesting to see how those guys coalesce on the roster. What is Nick Claxton's future? I hope it's very long, at uh, long term. You know, we're, we're big fans of Claxton. Daron Sharp showed some glimpses towards the end of last year, and now Noah Clowney is more—I think—more ready as a defend, def- defensive prospect. And I think Darren Sharp probably has him offensively. And you know, I think they're both very good rebounders. I think Darren Sharp was one of the best rebounders in the league last year. So it's I think there's more intent. And you know, Darren Sharp shot a couple of threes. It's just interesting to see that the Nets are prioritizing these sort of young, cheap bigs to the way they like to fill out their roster.
1: Yeah, I think offense, like you said, Jack, you know, we'll see some dunks, we'll see some highlight plays, I think he'll sit in the corners, you know, to attempt a couple threes this year, but he needs polish on that end, I think getting stronger will help with the screening. And then there'll be, you know, a learning period of understanding, like, you know, rolling in the NBA and cutting in the NBA, you know, he was good at it in college, it doesn't mean it's going to be a super easy adjustment, you know, at the pro level, just because of the speed of the game, the way the guys move and the way the floor is spaced, but uh, defensively, like you said, he has really good tools, I think he'll have some issues similar to Clax early on, you know, the muscle will definitely provide him um, an area where he can improve, but also where he'll get kind of bullied a little bit, get into foul trouble occasionally. Like we saw a lot early in Clax's career, just because he gets moved off of his spots defensively. But like you said, one thing that really sticks out for him too, is, you know, the attention to the boards, you know, being an active rebounder and a guy who wants to defend and, you know, is described as a, a selfless teammate. So I think really positive on that front in terms of just what he can impact with the team this year, but his, you know, his uh, future with the Nets as well.
2: Yeah, I think the one thing about the sort of mentality and and, and those sort of things, you know, get a, bit, a little bit underrated, maybe overrated. But I think in terms of his defensive awareness and, and discipline as well, you know, the ability, you know, he's probably going to be a four right now. Yeah. Can he turn into a five similar to sort of like Klax, where we sort of see Klax as a guy who's a wing on defense, but he can switch onto the fives a little bit more. And he's shown more that in year four of his career, you know, going forward. So I think that defensive versatility is. Is, is what's sort of needed in the modern NBA and you need to have some offensive sort of skills as well. So I would just want to see, you know, we, we were sort of promised like Jared Allen and Nick Claxton, this, these sort of three point shots every now and then Dayron sharp coming in. I remember us discussing last uh, a couple of years ago. Um, It's just, I, I want to see that I, I want yep. to like, go to the, go to the G league and just put the volume up, mate. If your shooting percentages are there at 16% on eight attempts or six attempts or four attempts, whatever. I want to see the volume there and even get confident taking that shot. Even if it's just in the corner, turn into a Brook Lopez and then get confident and you can change the game like Carl Anthony Towns if you want to. I, I just think that offensively, he can be a threat. But to be a real threat, I think, you know, as a, as a big man in today's NBA, you have to be transcendent offensively. And I don't think he has those transcendent offensive skills. I think he has very high-level defensive skills and can turn into a pretty high offensive player if the three ball does translate and he can continue to have that awareness. I think he's got a good game feel as well, which is, you know, something that we love to talk about, just guys that can do a lot of things. And we alluded to rebounding defense going to improve, you know, as a, as a defender. So we'll see how it all pans out, but I'm intrigued by him, Nick. I'm intrigued by Clowney
1: yeah like I said early on you know it's a big swing it's a raw prospect with a lot of ability and like you said defensively you feel confident he'll develop it's offensively with the three ball because if he develops that like we talked about he can be you know pick and pop pick and roll go screens and now it's a lot more difficult to defend him in those situations and also I think if you just look forward if you know Claxton's on this team in the future you have Clowney, Claxton, Mikkel Bridges you know three really really good defenders potentially three really really good defenders and you can kind of see what the nets are envisioning potentially with some of these guys and what they're you know what
2: they think a brooklyn nets championship team would look like do you before we move on to whitehead Nick, do you see him playing any minutes next year could you see him slotting into the rotation and all spot minutes here or there what are your thoughts on him being an nba contributor in 23 24
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll be a playoff contributor, but I think he'll get regular season minutes. You know, he could spend a lot of time early in the season in the G League, similar to maybe what we saw with Jared Allen, his rookie season, where he didn't necessarily play a ton of minutes, but then midway through the year, he was starting to pick up the minutes. I think he even started starting and, you know, could have a level of impact. I don't think Clowney's going to start, but I think he'll see minutes off the bench. There'll be games where, you know, Clax is banged up, Sharp is banged up, or they're just looking for some athletic pop. And if he hustles and rebounds well, I think that's an easy way for him to kind of get on the floor early on. And if he just provides a different skill set, you know, even if he shoots 30% from three his rookie season, that's just something the Nets
2: don't have at the big position as of right now. Yeah, it's it's that point of differentiation. And can he continue to be that and go, look, Darren Sharp's this big guy who's really, really strong, and that's where he's different from Nick Claxton. And he's in a, a wonderful rebounder. Nick Claxton, probably one of the best versatile bigs in the league, improving as a, a post defender, improving as an offensive force as well, really growing in there. You know, and you know, you, you give a heap of credit to the Nets behind the scenes and Nick Claxton himself for continuing to grow. So I, I'm i comfortable with the Nets taking a big, I would have preferred them trading up to get Whitmore at 20 or someone even higher, you know, Casey Wallace and, and Buffkin, those sort of guys. But in saying that, I'm all in on the clowny bandwagon. We'll see how this guy goes. But well, And just one more thought? no
1: on him. I think also uh, you mentioned, you know, providing a different look. It's also a fact that they could potentially play two bigs and that's not something they've been able to do for a long time you know they've been always kind of going smaller at the four you know someone say dfs is a four but he's you know a smaller four where now they can play more not two true bigs but really have good length and size at both those positions maybe not the weight but the wingspan but let's jump in the whitehead
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
3: You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: Yeah, Derek Whitehead, Nick, 8.3 points in college, 42.4% from 3.8 steals. Only had the one assist, but did struggle with the foot surgery where, you know, I think the connections were to Brooklyn, developed very, very early. It was the number two prospect in 2022, uh, heading out of high school. That's saying something. It's sort of like Michael Porter Jr.-esque. Maybe Cam Whitmore's more of that, but in saying that, this guy's got a lot of offensive talent.
1: Yeah, he really does. And I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, had the second foot surgery before the draft done by the Nets doctor. They have that inside information. Not the first time the Nets have drafted somebody around this spot that had foot surgery from their doctor, a la Karis LeVert. So a level of confidence for them. He could be the steal of the draft. You know, that's how much potential he really has. Was never truly healthy at Duke. Never really found his rhythm. But he has NBA wing size. You know, at worst, it seems like he'll be a 3 and D NBA player. But probably has all starish p- potential because, like you mentioned, you know, he's skilled offensively, can score with both hands, you know, has a pull up to his game. I think he needs to improve his handles, but I'd argue that improving your handles is probably one of the easiest areas to improve in the NBA. It's one of the areas where you can take major strides, you know, looking at different guys across the league, you put in the work in the offseason, that's where you can really take those strides. And I think that'll open more, more of his creation, more of his playmaking for others. So, There's a lot to like about Whitehead if he can get healthy, you know, and he's a good athlete. He's not necessarily an amazing athlete, but a good athlete shows a lot of energy and effort defensively. And I think, you know, similar to Clowney, both guys could develop really nicely as two way guys. I think Whitehead probably could be one of those kind of complete all around players that you just really love to have in your team. Maybe if he's not even an all star, he's just maybe that next tier below, but a guy that you could see having a very long, impactful NBA career, he can get the feet right.
2: Yeah, look, in it's going to be about the feet at the end of the day, and the Nets have the confidence in their medical staff to to get him right there. Because, as you alluded to, and as I alluded to, the talent is there, especially off, offensively. You know, as a three point shooter, you know, whether it's on the on the spot he's he's a really good self creator, really nice just touch from the mid range and the the short mid range. He's just a, a really good shot maker. Sorry close to a three-level score and you alluded to the defensive sort of intangibles you know he's 6'6 as a two guy with a 6'10 wingspan, and he just hustles man like he, he puts in the effort and I think that you know the Nets have sort of alluded to what they sort of want here I think that this guy could have some really high-end talent like this is you know super duper high ceiling and out of the guys that were sort of t- spoken about over the last couple of years since doing this pot on the draft. You know, it's him and Cam Thomas has sort of come to mind in terms of offensive upside. You know, Cam Thomas has put up 30, 40 40-point games in his NBA career in one season. This guy could put that up as well. You know, he's just... I think his three-ball is so much more reliable, and I think just the ability to create that for himself and to have it created for him so he could be off the ball as well as on the ball. we I alluded to it earlier, just guys that can play basketball and do a lot of things. Look, he's not... I think he has better playmaking touch and feel than the numbers do suggest. You, know, you look, you probably don't look at always just at the, the Duke highlights of probably what happened in Montverde because that's where he was able to show a sustained period of basketball. And he's just got a bit of feel for him. And I just like both of these guys, maybe probably Whitehead even more so, just has this sort of good basketball mindset and, 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 and intangible skills to him. He can just do a lot of stuff. And the thing that we... We we want the most is guys that can put the ball in the basket, and this guy can do it in a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah, and he can put the ball in the basket without having major flaws in the rest of his game. You know, potentially, you know, if he develops, you know, fully to his ceiling, and I think that's something. You know, when you were looking at championship teams, or you're looking the last few minutes of a playoff game, it's guys that can do a little bit of everything on the floor and can't get exposed. And I think with the way that he plays defense and the effort he's going to put in on that end of the floor it's a major plus. And I think, you know, he's not even 19 years old yet and he pretty much already has an NBA body. Like that's, that's really enticing. And that gives you more opportunity for development because the body is pretty much already there. And, you know, obviously we'll see how long it takes for him to get healthy. I think early reports had him ready for training camp. Obviously the nets could take a little bit more of a conservative, uh, role in that and you know necessarily not push him to play but we'll see what happens with him and how much he's able to get on the court early on or if it's a longer process with the foot
2: yeah look I could already see him leading the offense in, in a lot of ways I think his playmaking might not be there yet but if you sort of Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton, him and throw what a fist guy whether it's Royce DFS or whoever else Cam Thomas why not but no it, I just think that this guy's ready to play hoops he's a hooper and i think he's gonna as you alluded to be maybe one of the steals of the draft he drops similar to a Cam Whitmore well, more because of the sort of injury history and what's going on behind the scenes but the nets certainly have the knowledge given their connections to the guy i think it's nick o'malley uh, i'm not sure if the martin o'malley i don't know where i got nick from probably i'm doing <laughs> a podcast with the nick, guy yeah. <laughs> but in, in in saying that i think that this guy who, who do you think nick has a better chance at contributing next season for the Nets. I think it's probably Whitehead just because the Nets lack a bit of scoring potential. I think he can create that while not being the defensive liability that Jacques Vaughn hates about Cam Thomas and some other guys. Obviously he needs to get himself right. Clowney has the the rebounding sort of intangibles and whether the three ball translates, he can maybe play alongside clacks. So you can make an argument for either, but what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Whitehead is probably a little bit more polished as a prospect in terms of impacting an NBA game, because like we talked about, you know, we can just knock down a three and play defense. And I think uh, the bigger question with him is just being healthy. You know, if he's healthy, I think he could project to have more of an impact than Clowney, who's a little bit raw of a prospect. And we've seen, you know, big sometimes take longer to develop in the NBA because, you know, you have almost a larger responsibility and you have to be a little bit more versatile in how you defend. So if Whitehead's healthy, you know, you could see him definitely have an impact, but I wouldn't rule Clowney yeah i think both guys are going to probably you know move a little bit faster than we anticipate specifically because of this new coaching staff i think we're putting a lot of you know pressure on them to be good but that was the theme. You know, that was the goal of this assistant coaching staff was to develop players and kind of get back to some of the roots that Sean Marks had early on. And they did that by taking two really big swings on super young guys. Both guys, not even 19 years old. Both guys have good mentality, want to defend, and have a lot of areas where they can still improve and take strides to be very, very good NBA
2: players. Yeah, there's a lot of upside there. And Jonathan Gavoni. You know, when he made the comparison point of Derek uh, Whitehead throughout three guys, Andre Godard, Danny Green, Keldon Johnson, in terms of just the frame and the, their yeah. size, you know, guys that are like, you know, six, 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 seven with 6'10 wingspans, you know, that's a, and I think that, I think he might have a greater shot scoring sort of potential than a lot of those guys, Andre Godard. You know, one of the most versatile players that we've seen as a a, a prospect. Danny Green might be a better three-point shooter uh, and Kelton Johnson is still growing and, and showing a lot as well. But yeah, I think Derek Whitehead, man, I'm I'm really excited about him. You know, I was, I was pretty excited about him, hearing about him, you know, in different pods here and there. And, and now seeing him and hopefully when he pulls on the black and white after you know, hopefully during training camp, hopefully during summer league, it'll be fun to analyze both of these guys. Hopefully they're they're fit and healthy there, so we can see them do some stuff for our Brooklyn Nets, whether it's in the G League or or, or hopefully even in a Nets uniform. It'll be intriguing to see because I think there's still a lot of moving parts with so much noise around DFS and Royce And the Nets didn't trade up at all, it, which was somewhat disappointing. You know, with the fact that Cam Whitmore dropped and Casey Wallace was at ten, and then they made those moves at OKC and you know, the Indiana Pacers and the Wizards made their move. So I think there was a little bit of disappointment with that. I think maybe some of that was out of Sean Marks' control. I'm I'm hoping, and I'm all in on these two, I've, obviously they're just unknown raw prospects at this point in time, but hopefully they're going to be productive Brooklyn Nets next season and beyond.
1: Yeah. And that's what makes it fun is because it's unpredictable. You know, you have an idea of the floor or ceiling. They could shatter the ceiling. They could also fall through the floor. You know, there's a, a lot of positive and negative that can come of it. I think you mentioned DFS and Royce. Um, think drafting Whitehead signals something too. You know, he's obviously a wing player that can fit into that three and D role. And there's still going to be plenty of opportunities to trade Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neill. And I think also, as we know, the Nets don't have a 2024 first round pick. So, you know, not getting another pick in this draft is not the end of the world especially if they're able to use one of those guys who had a pick next year or potentially in a Damian Lillard trade. You know, as we know, the the Blazers did not trade the number three pick. They drafted Scoot Henderson, and it already seems like there's rumblings that if the Blazers don't make a big move in the course of the next week or so, Damian Lillard could be requesting a trade. Obviously, today's about the draft, but that's still correlated to the Nets.
2: Yeah, there's still something going on behind the scenes there with Dame, but a, a final quote from Noah Clowney, Nick, as well from uh, our guy Eric Slater. Offensively, I think I could bring a lot of lot of spacing to the floor. Decision making defensively is where I hang my hat. We guard multiple positions. We protect the rim. We do it all. I think both of these guys do that in in a lot of respects. You know, I think that they can guard multiple positions. I think. As you alluded to, Clowney's probably more of a four right now until he feels himself out a little bit. But in some small ball and not against a drawing B, not against Nikola Jokic, I think he can do some stuff. And Derek Whitehead is a guy who can probably play from one to pinch it, maybe a four. You know, in, in the future once he develops and gets his reps. So there's a lot of positional versatility with the the these guys right now, and I think that's the way that the NBA is sort of, or the way that the Nets are at least um, being molded in the eyes of Shaw Marks and and the team there. Yeah, I think
1: the interesting thing for Whitehead, I think defensively, versatility wise, too, will be like, can he get back to his high school athleticism? You know, will he be quick enough for NBA guards or is it, you know, is he better on maybe twos, threes and fours? So just kind of something to keep an eye on. But, you know, him getting healthy is going to be the biggest part. But, Jack, anything else before we get out of here? Obviously, we'll do a a deeper breakdown of these guys uh, either, you know, next week or across the summer or in summer league. But overall, really exciting to have two rookies on this team, especially guys that are big swings, you know. Not to say, uh, Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp were exciting. You know, Cam Thomas was definitely had some major pop to that pick, but Dayron was, in a way, kind of just a, a boring pick. These guys, they kind of scream a level of excitement. And there, there were some other guys on the boards that, you know, maybe the fans wanted, but. I think you have to trust the Nets drafting. They've been pretty good in that department, especially when it comes to drafting bigs. You know, you look at Clowney, and like you mentioned, the success with Allen and Claxton, and we'll see how Whitehead develops. Is it something similar to Karis LeVert where they find a steal later in the draft? Obviously, Karis projected to be a fringe All-Stars player, a six-man type of year. I think the injuries kind of derailed him. Hopefully, Whitehead can stay on the right track and doesn't have quite the bad luck that Karis has had. Just hoping good things for both of them, Nick. Yeah, 100%. Jack, always a pleasure. Big thanks for everybody listening. Check the Buzz on all streaming platforms.